0: or buy the Dust World book, or do all three. We really appreciate that you listen to the podcast and that you're part of our community, and we can't wait to talk to you more in the Discord. So with all of that said, I'm going to let you get back to the show. Have a good day.
1: Previously on Strangers in the Pines.
2: You shot her. You shot her with a gun. Dude, she, she, what? I think Chad's eyes get
3: really, really big, and his, his skin just turns, turns white. And it's like... You're, you're, you're not just helping the monsters, you are the monsters! And he turns and bolts and runs, and then just falls right into the chasm. Dottie, are you okay? The tree, you turn into a tree. Chad shot turned you. Into it. Did it. just
2: die?
0: I... I don't... know. I...
2: Oh, God. I just... I don't know. Dottie, you're alive. I... I... apparently
0: god damn it dotty you don't understand you just almost died and he smashes his hand as hard as he can into a tree with that tremendous force that is bottled up
1: in his body but the rest of you do see this mass of white light and then in the center you see these three cockroach centipede hybrids around this strange and unfamiliar mushy kind of Thoracic insect where it It has a little bit of plating around its head but the rest of it is just big and squishy like a grub as all of them start to like make this clicking noise and turn towards you. I'm Isaac the Deep of Strangers in the Pines, an actual play roleplay podcast using Monster of the Week rules, inspired by things like Gravity Falls, Stranger Things, and Twins Peaks. Let's begin.
2: Hey,
3: there's a town called Pine Forge. You heard of it?
1: Yeah,
0: it's nestled in the heart of the Blackwood National Park in Northeast Oregon. <laughs> the town seems small and quaint at first. But if you know what to look for, and you look hard enough, you realize something strange is brewing under the surface and in the pines that surround the town. This story follows four unusual high school students that we marked as they try to unravel the mysteries of the strangers in the pines.
1: The cavern turns bright. It's like every single surface is a giant white flashlight and so it's just this white ambient bright light that fills this cavern your eyes switch back luckily so they you don't have to it doesn't blind you but now kind of glowing like these just made out of this glowing crystal the entire room shines and at the in, in the center of this cavern is this large kind of fleshy grub looking creature that's laying these yellow brown, Pustulate egg things and you see the uh, these three large bus uh, school bus sized creatures That kind of stop look towards you and start to chitter as like their their antennas start to raise and All the plating on them starts to kind of like crackle a little bit as they look at you
0: So we see these big massive
4: bugs Hey, let me talk to them first Jesus Uh, Fine don't you know I'm here to sue the but oh man, can I use sue? I don't think so.
0: But you could use magic to communicate with a creature that doesn't share your language, and then maybe you could sue them? Huh?
4: I'm gonna try whatever the hell you just said.
1: <laughs> roll, roll Roll weird. Well, you definitely you get um You get experience! You, you gotta oh, try yeah. and you gotta go to try and talk to these things and channel your wild power and but all of really, what did I expect? <laughs> yeah, the, 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 this be like this, like you're like feel like all right, like trying to connect to the the nature and you reach out and you realize, oh God, these things aren't supposed to be here. They aren't natural. How am I supposed to talk to them? I, I well, it's like okay, think. I took, I I tried to
4: be in a play once, uh. I was just a tree, but I had to put myself in the persona of the tree. So I need to put myself in the persona of the roach slash bug slash whatever burrower. Um, and I just kind of wave and say, hi, in the most awkward, cringe-inducing way possible.
0: Definitely Lucas is cringing. Ugh. Okay, is it my turn? Danny,
2: Danny doesn't like how bright it is in here. And I think he actually, he's shielding his eyes and he's saying, and he's uh, t- talking to Lucas saying, Lucas, it's too bright in here. I, I don't like it. It's too bright. Uh, I don't think
0: there's anything I can do about that, but let me look at my backpack. I might have my shades.
1: All right, so you guys, one of you, Lucas breaks into his backpack. Dottie says, oh, says hi awkwardly. Danny's like, it's real bright. All three of these massive school bus-sized insects charge you. Um, and we're going to cut over to Chad where you're sneaking into this trailer. There are no, um, there are no windows. Um, but you actually, there is one sliding window on the side.
3: Okay. Is, um, the sliding window, is it like got a curtain or can I see inside? Like I can get a clear view of an empty space that I could fold
1: through to. Uh, it has a little paisley curtain that's like a, like a $1 paisley cart that someone has put up.
3: For me to use the angel wings, I need to be able to see the place or have been somewhere. So. Um,
1: oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you if can kind of like see... look around it and see like the door.
3: Yeah, so if I can see inside, if I can see like an empty space, I can pop in there.
1: Uh, you uh, see your kind of shadow on the floor and you look at that. And you feel yourself kind of do that thing, feel that same sensation of running through the Arctic wind blind Uh, as you you kind of come out on the other side and are now in the office.
3: Okay, so I'm looking around. Uh, I'm thinking the best place to check first would be the computers. Or is there a computer here?
1: Uh, Yeah, it's an old Commodore 64.
3: OK, so uh, actually, why don't we kind of condense this down and say, I'm going to, uh, uh, you know, check uh, Commodore 64. I'm going to fire that bad boy up. I'm going to check the filing cabinets. I'm going to check the, the mapping drawers. Probably spend 10, 15 minutes or whatever, because it's the middle of the night now, I imagine. Uh, just kind of going through everything I can find. And why don't we wrap this up and treat it as an investigative mystery role? Sure. My second ever investigative mystery, if I'm not mistaken. And that is plus sharp, a nine. I guess that gives me just one answer. Um, I am going to say, uh, where did it go? As in, uh, do, is there any documentation here that would indicate where this thing would be?
1: So uh, as you're looking through, you um, you managed to kind of like stumble. You open, you're pulling out these cabinets and you see the kind of, In the back of one, behind it, you know it's shortened, and you see this kind of like small lockbox, and you kind of pull the cabinet out and pull it back, and there's a bunch of files in there, and you open it up, and you see this massive map, and it's basically this mapping of this cave, this cave which you have been in, which was made of this marble and symbols, and it's old. It's really old. And signed at the bottom is the initial C W V.
3: I need, I need to find that book again, or I need to talk to my grandfather. But I don't think there's time for either of those things. Um, looking at this map, how big is this tunnel? Does it, like, encompass the entire town? Or is it, you know, kind of relegated here to the quarry area? Um, and does it have any kind of, like, distinct overall shape? I mean, is the cave itself or the tunnel, the tubing of the tunnel itself, like some kind of giant glyph? or is it just a series of caves like you would expect a cave to be?
1: So, it's actually, it's strange, um, the way it's... Looking at it now from this kind of bird's eye view, you realize it looks almost like a giant at symbol. It's this long curving cave that comes around to this central massive chamber. And it's weird because it didn't feel like it curved that much to you. But that's how yeah, it's,
3: it's just, mapped. It's, it's it's just so big that I didn't see the curvature. Um, okay, this is cool. So all right, uh, Shadow Chad, I think we know where the nest of these things would be if we assume it's in this central thing. Um I don't think I can do this weird Arctic folding thing to somewhere I've 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 not seen because I can't seem to focus on it maybe I should focus on getting some more weapons. So um, I'm going to slip back out and see if I can spot any of these guards and figure out where their
1: base is. Okay, so what you do is, before I ask, do you grab the map, do you take anything with you?
3: I'm taking the map and anything else that was in that
1: safe. Okay, so you grab basically a large manila folder, um, a large manila folder, um, aglo and a metal kind of case um you haven't had time to look through them yet you and you have the map um, um, you have what,
3: what was there any uh, other documentation I mean I, I, I think effectively move wise sort of investigating the mystery wise I've solved that but fictional wise I'm curious if I discovered anything that would indicate the intentions of Woodmore industries here
1: you haven't found anything. Other than the map, the there's a the manila folder has only black letters on it, and it just reads T M X. That's it, T M X. And you haven't opened the vanilla folder, and it's a black and it is a black metallic featureless case, other than like a handle and a and like two latches to open it.
3: Okay, fair enough. So what I'm gonna do, real quick, before you you decide to you know, fade back to the other crew. Um, Chad is going to, since I've kind of come to realize I can kind of go anywhere I know really well or I've been, I'm going to pop back to my Jeep and stash this thing in the the storage compartment in the back and then pop back over here and, and try to find some weapons.
1: So okay. that's
3: kind of what Chad's doing.
1: Okay, so you pop out, stash it, and you pop in... Um, roll me and act under pressure as we fade to the others. You guys, the land is still glowing. It's probably been about five minutes since you... This took about five minutes to find that and go. Um, we pop back to the others. So, you guys, the monsters have charged you. I need everyone to roll me and act under pressure check. (laughs)
2: Lucas failed. You did? Oh, God, well... Danny, Danny and Lucas uh, got distracted with uh, the, the backpack. Danny's, yeah, the backpack and the lights. All right, Dottie so... Donnie
1: is uh, prepared for this. Oh, yeah. Donnie, the creatures run at you, and one of them try, basically kind of flips its carapace up and sprays this, like, line of this almost, like, steaming liquid goopy substance that's, like, that brown and orange uh, waxed, and it hits the ground, and you see it steaming and, and bubbling as it sets. Luckily, you managed to jump backwards. Um, Lucas... I think,
3: think Dottie is very aware of that material.
1: Yeah. Lucas, yeah. you, basically, you... This one runs up to you, grabs you in its pincers, and just chucks you across the room as you slant, or get thrown into a wall.
0: Oh, shit! Oh! oh. Oh, that hurt less than I thought it would.
1: Yeah, wow. you take you take two damage from getting thrown. That's zero. Uh, you kind of like look, and where you hit the wall, you see this kind of like cracked layer of like bone shell, almost kind of like a, a pale white tortoise shell, kind of formed where you hit on your skin. Um, and Danny, uh, you basically, um, you feel this kind of projectile, this hot molten. Uh, wax hits you right in the chest and it burns it starts to burn your chest it's hot as you take uh, 2 damage from this
0: um okay so as this happens I'm like okay Dottie it's my plan now and I pick up my sword and I charge after these guys roll and kick some ass
2: can I jinx can I also jinx yeah please do
1: um okay so first is gonna be Dottie what do you wanna do
2: Uh, I believe I have this move called
4: Smite. Yeah. Anyway. It's just kick some ass. It just lets your
0: hands act as weapons.
4: What matters here is is that I kick some ass.
0: Yes. (laughs) Do it. Oh, you do. You do kick some ass with a 13. Good
3: God!
1: (laughs) Don't you dare hurt my friends. Um, you take your fist. You guys watch as Dottie takes her fist and just punches of this massive school bus sized bug in the face (laughs) and it kind of used it tries to use its mandibles to try and like like cross between its face and she hits them and just shatters the mandibles as this kind of greenish icarish blood starts to leak from where the mandibles are broken as they clatter down to the floor as this bug reels back but as you do this, it takes this head and kind of knocks it against you. And some of the blood hits you and it starts to burn on your skin. Um, and you take uh, one harm, ignore armor. Do I get an advanced move? Whatever, huh? I'm no. going
0: to... No, but on Choose 10, you get one effect, gain an advantage, take plus one forward, take uh, do one pl- plus one harm or suffer minus minus like one less harm. Or yep. force them where uh, you want them. Uh force get... them
4: where I want them. I'm mad. Okay. I'll take the damage. I'm I'm feeling it. <laughs> Actually, don't I have soak? I do have divine armor.
1: Uh it goes through armor, so you'll only take one damage, but your armor doesn't block it.
4: Okay, whatever, well, that's fine. The point is, I just destroy it, and You do I just... you
1: inflict terrible harm?
4: Yeah. And I just look, it's like it didn't have to be this
1: way. It really didn't. Do your fists uh, have any like, how much damage they do?
0: Yep, they do two damage.
1: You slam your fist into these bad boy, into this bad boy, and you just watch as just massive blood sp- splatters. You punch its mandibles in. You think the only thing is you get hit with some of that blood and it burns. Um, next, Danny, out of reaction, you uh, you jinx
2: yeah i think that uh, he gets hit hit with this burning hot stuff uh his eyes go wide and and you know he's not used to actually uh getting targeted so um so yeah so so i think that there's a jinx now so there's three of these things right yeah one is engaged with basically each of us yes uh so so whatever like what is the the one that shot this goo at me what is it doing now
1: uh, it's kind of like, it's, it's basically kind of circling you back and forth, like making a semicircle, getting ready to, to probably shoot you again with it.
2: Okay. So I'll go ahead and uh, interfere with what a monster minion or bystander is trying to do. And he's, he's just going to kind of crab walk, you know, panic crab walk backwards away from the thing uh, as fast as he can. Um, again, you know, just eyes eyes wide, kind of gasping for breath. Um, and he's going to try to, uh, hide behind some, uh, mining equipment.
1: Uh, that's a little ways down the hall. Not, not, not in the same place you are. You're basically in, you're going to try and, like, hide behind, like, a piece of wax, but there's no mining equipment. This room is empty except for eggs, wax, and very angry bugs.
2: Yeah, so I've, I'm, I'm using a hold one to interfere with what the monster is trying to do to kind of help me, you know, uh, help Danny get to safety uh, or, you know, help him hide.
1: So you basically, what happens is you feel your eyes get hot and then suddenly in its eyes, just these kind of like two blasts of these hot cinders, just uh, not sure where they came from, but just like the small rock flies up and, and just blasts in the hot cinders in front of their faces like screeches. As you go and hide behind this, like, piece of wax, you're not sure if it knows where you are, but it is, it is kind of still trying to, like, clear its eyes as it blinks rapidly. Um, last is going to be uh, Lucas.
0: I think Lucas is just going to try and use his new big-ass sword. So he just jumps through the air. I already rolled. I got an 8. My sword does 3 harm, hand, and heavy. So it kind of like pushes things around. Yeah, basically
1: you kind of like run up, run and jump and uh, kind of bring your sword down. And it doesn't look like it would be sharp, um, but it is. And you cut, you kind of like almost bury it, hatch it like into this bug. And you kind of like kick it to the chest of this bug back off your sword as it slides backwards. So, and it now has this kind of, your sword is steaming as this blood from the creature, like, kind of hisses on it. But it doesn't, your sword doesn't appear to be getting damaged. Or if it is, it's repairing itself as quickly as it is damaged.
0: Nice. Uh, Definitely, Lucas is like, okay, let's get some! Oh, God, that was grosser than I thought. Oh, oh. uh, Sorry? I mean, die? Ugh.
1: So, you, uh, you take... Uh, two, you would have taken two harm, but obviously you have your monstrous. Yeah,
0: so it like gets on me, and I like brush it off. Oh god, ew, Chris. Oh god, ew! Oh man, that was real sick,
4: dude. Uh, oh, where's everyone? I'm I'm still like staring down this thing. It's like, all right, didn't have to be this way.
1: Chadwick, you rolled
4: a act under pressure roll, a
3: nine. All right, all right. So Here, here's what chad is planning to do so he wanted to go back to their jeep and stash these materials um that black box was it possible to like quickly open it or is it locked
1: it is locked
3: okay he's not going to waste any time with that um he's going to stash everything in his gear and under you know in a like little hidden compartment in the jeep pop back over to the the uh, mining compound and try to pop up to the highest stable location he can spot and try to look for any of these vats of this chemical that they were popping or, you know, like flooding the mine with and and try to find access to some of this chemical.
1: So you don't know that they were flooding the mine with it, with this chemical. You just know that they have something that can hurt these creatures from what uh, the weird kids have said.
3: So I don't know that it came from here, or that it wouldn't be here
1: no, okay, no, if, no.
3: If I don't know that, then yeah, Chad's just looking for weapons because he needs to get down there and kill these things.
1: Uh, you see an extra um, it's like oh, like a M sixteen um style like semi-automatic rifle. It's it's a hunting rifle that's very scary. It's not much for hunting animals. Um, I
3: think Ch- Chad is very familiar with weapons, so he he's good. He can just kind of grab that and a clip uh, full of ammo. Um, I was just. Really hoping to get like a, like one of those gardeners, uh, pressure tanks full of this chemical with like the spray wand, <laughs> that was like a
1: weed killing yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Danny, but, uh, I just want to remind you, uh, you do have one of those. You have kind of like a cart with this chemical in it that has a hose attached to it without it was leaking that you grabbed.
3: They have that? Yes. Oh, okay, yeah, but I'm not with them
0: yet. So. No, uh, I I don't think I took the cart. I just picked up one of the loose
1: barrels. Oh, well, oh, well, the barrels were basically kind of attached to a cart. As imagine, like,
0: okay, I didn't realize they were attached. Then someone else probably just kind of pushed it along.
2: So, so we'll say we'll say towards the, maybe the mouth uh, where we kind of walked in. We left the cart. Yeah, that's what I was thinking.
3: Okay, well then Chad just gonna grab the the assault rifle. A couple of clips and maybe like a miner's helmet with a light on it, and then try to pop back into the cave where he popped out from the first place.
1: They actually you don't have a you they don't have uh, that, but they have this kind of carabiner chest light that they have that you can that you hook on. They don't have the mining helmet. Um, you have that. Also, you see some small. From what you from what they look like, flashbangs. Oh, bingo! You see about three of them.
3: Fucking a! And, and I'll, I'll grab grab several of them and then pop them into my satchel. Okay, so once I grab those and I'm geared up, I'm going. I, I can't go straight to them because I don't know where they are, but I do know where I was. So you I'm could probably pop- follow
0: the the stream of the silver
1: liquid that, that accidentally dripped out. <laughs> so you pop out and you immediately hear the sounds of like like screeching hisses and roars and. The, like the sound of very obvious combat going down just a little bit further in the hall.
3: Oh, did those little dweebs get themselves into some trouble?
1: Also, the entire room, the entire tunnel, is glowing now. Oh,
3: that's different. All right, so I'm gonna, you know, uh, take the safety off of the, the 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 assault rifle, check the clip, make sure it's good, and then chart, you know, flip on my chest light and charge down the. Uh, Corridor toward the sound of the combat.
1: Alright, so you charge down down the corridor and you come across the these... You see Danny who's, who's kind of like hiding behind this um, massive piece of wax um, with this what appears to be like an egg or something in it. And uh, next to you is this kind of like metallic oil, silver oil drum with a hose attached to it, um, almost on like a, a wagon. Leaking this strange fluid, uh, a li- just a little bit out of the end of the hose. Um, you also see Lucas with this massive bone sword, just like a nine-foot sword of bone that's just gl- dripping with this green insectoid blood. You see Dottie is standing, fist raised in front of an uh, in front of this reeling insect, whose both of his mandibles have just been destroyed, just knocked off.
3: <laughs>
1: um and in well, the that's center not what
3: i expected to see okay well chad's going to uh... did you forget that
4: we're absolute freaks here
3: <laughs> well, no that just uh chad thought you guys were helping the monsters and here you're actually fighting them so he's not sure what to think at this point um i think chad's gonna say yo butthead and just lay into that the, the 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 monster with his assault rifle just
1: blah, 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 blah. so you're, you're which one are you shooting at there's the one. one the
3: one the one that that dottie ripped the mandible off of cuz that's the okay. only one you described Try not lit. to hit
1: me
4: you've shot me once today yeah,
3: well, I, I think there's one
0: closer that. to you that's right in front of danny
3: oh is there okay well then i aim at that one whichever one's well,
1: closer uh okay the one that's closer is the one next to danny uh roll a kick some ass for
3: rolling kick some arch a five <laughs> you know what you know, you know what I no I don't want to spend a point of luck
1: <laughs> you've spent a lot of luck <laughs> walking walk there
3: in you know what I am I I am gonna spend a point of luck uh that'd be my second point of luck spent so far in this this whole shebang, and turn that sucker into 12 because I want to kick some ass now
0: I feel like it's worth it it's worth yep. it yep
3: yeah, yeah, this is a good high stakes position. So, uh, yeah, I want to get this thing's attention and draw it to me, and then I'm going to try to use that
1: that uh, uh, chemical on it. But first, I'm just shooting it. Well, actually, it's it's almost it's you you line up a shot, you fire at it, and it uh, the monster's still reeling. It hits a piece of this chitin, and you hear the ping of a refla- of a reflected bullet as it flies back, and you go ah, and then. You, you brace yourself to feel like the ripping pain, and then you hear another ba as you see it hits the handle on the side of this wagon cart liquid thing, and the hose starts to spray like a fire hydrant hose. Um, well, that was lucky. It's kind of like Whip Around and spraying, but you see it's like this puddle of liquid hits this the first legs of this creature, and it just starts to sizzle. As this creature starts to screech. Yeah,
3: Chad says, hells yeah, and picks up
1: that wand and opens the nozzle and just, you know, aims at that thing. Um, So as you start to do that, um, you feel this massive glob of hot molten yellow wax nail nail one of your arms. And just like the size of like a baseball glob is just burning on your arm as you take... Uh, two damage, ignore armor.
0: Can I try to protect him from that?
1: Sure! There's the
0: protect someone move? Oh, I cannot.
1: (laughs) Anything, are there any negative consequences to protect someone?
0: Just your regular negatives.
1: So basically you kind of like reach out, um, and like your fingers kind of stretch out and spread and kind of like this, what appears to be like frog-like skin grows between them, and then it calcifies, leaving your hand as, like, this weird shield paddle thing. <laughs>
0: oh, God, what the hell?
1: But then it kind of, like, starts to form, and then retracts back into your normal hand as, like, pain sort of fills your hand. So that's what happens. Um, and then, uh, Chad, you get hit with this glob and are, are still burned. Um, next is going to be Dottie. You go up first. You see... Chad, run in, fire a shot at one of these insects, and then start melting it with this liquid.
4: Alright, uh, is the one in front of me doing caught, then?
1: It is not caught, it is, the puddle is just kind of at the mouth of the cave spreading out. Um, yours is still kind of, like, looking at you with fury as you ripped its teeth out.
4: You know what? Uh, this is a pretty dirty place. I think you need to take a bath. Is there any way I can grab hold of it and just fling it into the puddle?
3: Ah!
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm not going to, I'm going to say no on that one. It's a school okay. bus. It's a school, that's like trying to throw a school bus.
4: Oh, right, school bus. I keep thinking, like, um, I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm just going to keep punching it. I'm going to make it regret uh, the decisions it's made.
0: Hey guys, my name is Paul Purnell, and I am the creative director of The RPG Empire. And I just wanted to take a minute to tell you kind of what's going on with us and give you a sense of who we are and how you can connect with us. You can check us out on therpgempire.com, which will take you to our Patreon. I don't need to say a lot about that. Everyone knows what Patreon is. You can learn more about other shows that we're producing on there. You can see the things that we're giving away for free. But I also want to just say, if you love this story as much as we love telling it, please leave us a review and share it. Sharing is 100% the best way to help this podcast. I would love for you to join the Patreon, but if nothing else, if you just share it, that would be amazing. So I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening and being a part of this. And we hope you join the Empire and definitely reach out to us through Instagram and Patreon. The RPG Empire, it's It's everywhere. everywhere. Now back to the show.
4: 7. Yep. Exchange harm. Yep. Keeping punching it. So I take it. I'm going to take a swing at it. It's going
1: to, you know. Alrighty. So that's two damage. Two damage on me. All right. So uh, it's you take your hand and just slam it into this monster's undercarriage as your hand punches through its armor and just into its fleshy gooey insides. As your hand just starts to, you feel this you're very familiar, but actually much much less painful burning sensation as you pull your hand out of its warm soupy guts, and it's kind of like burning. As you take one damage, ignore armor, um, as it kind of like as it staggers back, as it's leaking from the face from this like large fist-sized hole in its side. Um, all right, next is going to be Danny. Danny, you saw Chad rush in, fire a bullet, and then start going J- uh, John Wayne with the pesticides or the insecticides. What do you want to do? So,
2: so I think uh, uh, you know it's super bright in here. There's lots of noises. Uh, suddenly, there's gunfire. Uh, it's it's a lot to take in, and Danny Danny goes into his quiet place.
1: So you go into the grove and. Now what used to be a puddle is now a small is now bigger. It's the size of probably about seven feet across. It's a large pool of magma. Just this hot, burning molten rock surrounding and this ash must kind of spread out through this aspen grove. charring um, the trees, and as you you now stand looking down into it, and you see yourself, but it looks like you're made out of this magma, this molten magma, as you all watch Danny's skin start to crack, and these veins of this of, of red-hot burning stone start to form on his body as he breaks, as he, like, his hair catches on fire and starts to turn into this roaring tempest of flames as his eyes glow red, as he looks like he's made out of, like, molten stone and rock. Uh, Danny, I need you to roll me a a weird check.
2: You guys are probably like, oh, Danny's dead. (laughs) Oh god, who lit
4: Danny on fire? I'm kind of just focusing on Roach Boy, and it's like,
2: it didn't have to be like this. (laughs) <laughs> I'm- I- I'm- I'm- I'm using luck, uh, my first luck point. Alright. Smart move.
1: <laughs> you use luck, and you watch as this one that's in front of Danny that has been sizzling, you watch as- as Danny reaches out and all this, like, burning fiery ash grabs it and slams it down. Almost forming this dust-like hand and slams it down into the liquid as it starts to sizzle on one side from the chemicals and burn on the other side from the uh, from the cinders
2: and using talking Lucas is uh, like, I think maybe damn, Danny, Danny Danny we can have like, a chat later what the smirk hell on his face where his chin's kind of down a little bit and he's got a smirk he almost looks evil you know um and uh Lucas uh you hear you hear Danny's voice but like a little bit different i guess uh say slice the barrel when i tell you you got it buddy and danny's gonna try to uh grab grab one of the barrels and toss it into the middle of of all you know what's going on kind of above and in the middle and the idea is that we're gonna create sprinkler a time. Uh, sprinkler
1: yeah okay uh so you're you're gonna all right so Danny, uh, at the end of your turn, because I things happened um, that you launch, you take one of these two barrels and launch it over the top and towards the center where the where this strange grub-like creature that's like screeching and laying these these pustule eggs frantically is. Um, and then we're gonna cut over
0: to uh, Lucas. Okay. you're still I want to jump into the air and cut the barrel in half with my massive sword. Kick some ass. Do it. Do it. Um, do you this. want me to do kick some ass or use magic? Do one thing beyond human limitations.
1: Uh ma- use magic do one thing beyond human limitations. Okay. Okay,
0: I got a 7 and my glitch I will pick is good thing I took a special move for that. Um The effect is of short dur- duration. Um so you, I only need it for a second anyway. I'm like, yeah. jump in the air. So
1: just, you sh- so you slash it, and you go to slash it, but your arm going to twist at the last second. So instead of hitting it, hitting it directly with the sharp edge of the blade, you hit it more with the flat of it and spike it down like a volleyball at this grub creature. And <laughs> as you do, it hits the grub creature and explodes like a water balloon. <laughs> as you, as it starts to... Scream! just like this terrible screeching scream like i'm I like just like the, the girl from the rig mixed with someone ripping them like a metal timber apart just terrible screech as it starts to melt and all the all the wax and eggs around it start to melt and deteriorate as well as every single bug looks at lucas oh shit as Lucas, you take three points of damage, ignore armor, as all three of these creatures take their, <laughs> their tails and shoot these big globs of this molten yellow wax that slam in and slam into you, burning and sizzling you as you hit the ground, and um, you, for right now, at least until your next turn, you are kind of, Stuck to the ground with this wax that's slowly hardening around you um
0: it doesn't does it like melt skin and stuff because it would be awesome if I was sitting there and it was like melting my face off yes
1: like your skin is melting you're in acidic wax you're like your first layer of skin is gone you see the muscle but like skin keeps growing over it but it keeps burning and so uh, it's- so I'm I'm gonna use unquenchable
0: vitality here in a second but before I do uh Lucas reaches his hand towards chad and he's like chad save me as I'm melting <laughs> um
3: yeah I, I think chad <laughs> chad chad just looks at him sort of confused and horror how far away is he
1: ah uh, he's a good bit away he's kind of up on the edge of one of the walls as as he has leaped you guys all notice this his legs turn like thoracic like a grasshopper's as he leapt into the air and then uh, got slammed into the wall by these three projectiles so he's you're gonna have to skirt one of the bugs if you want to get up to him
0: uh so i did unquenchable vitality i healed one and stabilized my injuries sorry chad continue
3: say so, chad's going to uh winter wonderland walk over to him uh like in the blink of an eye and oh nice and you, you've never seen Chad do anything uh, uh, unnatural before. So the, you get hit with sort of a blast of Arctic air and a little bit of frost as Chad just suddenly is beside you. Um, quickly whips out his uh, medic roll or his medic bag and is going to treat the wounds.
0: As he goes to treat my wounds and they're healing back up, I'm like, I was just kidding,
1: dude. Kill some Yeah, bugs. you like you pull out the medical tape and you're looking at the wounds kind of distorted this amber and you watch his as they're regenerating in front of you. But also, Lucas, you watch as Chad melted into shadow and then emerged in front of you.
3: What the actual fuck, dude? And like, dude, and I look at him. I just give him a dirty look. It's like, ugh. And I just turn around with the, with the uh, machine gun. Well, actually, the machine gun's not doing any good at all. Um, Maybe aim at the eggs.
1: I will say that you um, did not let go of the sprinkler. So now you have the sprinkler with you.
3: All right. Well, then I'll, I'll have at it with that at the nearest bug monster.
1: Nice. All righty. Uh, roll kick some ass.
3: All right. Kicking some
1: serious tushy. And roll the plus one.
3: And that <laughs> oh was no. a four. That was with a plus one? I, I, I,
1: yep. Yeah.
3: I'm still holding the hose, but maybe the tank is still on the other side of the room. <laughs> Which
0: would kind of suck because that means it's just oozing out in this one spot.
1: No. So what has happened is you are you're like trying so hard to get this hose to launch, and then you look and you look and your foot and you're stepping on the hose, <laughs> and you see this massive tank of, of liquid pulled up behind your foot. <laughs> While I'm distracted, the monster just lays into me. Oh yeah. As you look as you look down to be like, what is wrong with this tank? Uh, you feel as well, this monster kind of swings and uses its tail like a club and just nails you right in the head. Uh, that does 3 points of damage armor does block it
3: 3 points armor does block so i uh, one gets through but that makes me unstable cuz i've already got 3 harm so now i got 4 harm um it just i want to say it just blasts me against the wall and uh i like <coughs> <coughs> um yeah so you want to give me a chance to react
1: on your next turn, you can react, but for now... Fair enough. Yeah, yeah I'm stunned. <laughs> yeah, uh, now it is... Uh, Dotty. back to you. You watch as uh, Lucas basically just slam dunks this uh, tank into the queen grub. It starts to screech and scream. you still got the one in front of you, but it is now focused on Lucas. So your attacks against it have a plus one, uh, plus one to them.
4: Okay. You're welcome. Uh... On the one hand, I hear Shad, and I think for a second, oh, yeah, this is, like, in my mind. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I should go save Shad, and then we'll be even. And then, uh, yeah, is not that what I want to do, but there's just this mantra going on in my head. This monotone, dull mantra that's just saying over and over, it didn't have to be like this. It didn't have to be like this. I'm just going to nail the, the bug some more.
1: I'm, I've,
4: yeah. And uh, yeah, that's what happened. I get a 13. It's a 13, by the way. Oh, nice. You just kick this one's ass some more? I'd like to take less damage. All right. <laughs> I'm getting a so little bit you... sick and
1: tired of taking damage. For so you sake. don't know where you learn how to fight, but, da- but Dottie is just throwing punch after punch. Just breaking in, making these fist-sized holes on this creature, and she—you are punching so hard and, pull, and, and so quick that the whatever is on your hands just flung off from the force so as you just slam into it over and over again. As it has about now about six of these holes in it, as so it just is leaking blood—it's uh, leaking this acidic blood from its mouth and it's where its mandibles used to be, and now from these holes, it's just it's just oozing it does not look good now danny you're in the aspen grove and you're looking at this this pool of fire and yourself what do you do and, am i seeing am i
2: seeing what's going on in
1: no RRL? no you have no idea what's going on you're relaxing in your aspen grove
2: and and i, I think before you kind of established that like the this pool of magma wasn't scary. And, and so the fact that it's catching everything on fire, you know, all the trees uh, that are lined up, uh, uh, you know, lined up in perfect rows, uh, the fact that they're all on fire isn't necessarily worrying him or scary to him.
1: No, it's not. It's, it's strange. Whenever you have been around fire, you have always been instructed to be careful, always be careful or don't get near it or whatnot. But now that you're around this, this heat, this fire, it doesn't feel scary. It feels very familiar to you, like the same. Like when you get near your mom, when you're near your mom, and you smell something like her cooking or something. It feels familiar. This heat and like this ac- the acrid smell of like molten rock just has that same familiar to it.
2: Okay, I think he'll he'll walk up to one of the burning trees and just kind of you know look up at it, and uh, maybe you know. Cautiously but uh, confidently, slowly put his hand towards the
1: fire. All right, you do this. Um, and as you you reach out, it comes back to you on the outside. And what are you doing? You're you're flay. You're you see these creatures, and they have been raking a swath of destruction, rippling through your earth. What do you want to do?
2: Is there, a, is there a second
1: barrel? Uh, yeah. Well, yes, but it is over near Chad.
2: Okay. Um, and is Chad, is Chad pinned down in trouble?
1: Uh, Chad just, he's holding the hose of this barrel. Um, and he's basically facing down one of these worm creatures, and Lucas is behind him, encased in this sort of amber wax. Tad yeah,
0: took some damage too and he's like really hurting I think he oh yeah stable.
1: he's he's bleeding profusely um there, he has bruises up and down his arm as you've seen him get hit a few times okay
2: so I think uh uh fire Danny's going to uh uh pick up the barrel with telekinesis yeah let me roll that although uh, uh was that telekinesis that I used before?
1: It was, but it was... I allowed a little bit different for the transformation. This one is going to be actively using your telekinesis to do it. So it okay, falls into the Okay. okay.
2: And uh, can I use my other jinx uh, to give myself a plus one on that? Sure. Okay. So that that's my... I've used all of my jinx points at this point. So uh, that is a 10. Uh, so I'm thinking that... Uh, uh, on a 10, I choose two options and mark one harm. So one of my options is going to be a, I'll suffer one less harm, so I don't suffer any uh, harm. Uh, but then I fling something bigger than a person. I'm flinging the barrel. Uh, let's see here. What if you just smash it into the ceiling? Okay. Yeah, I like that idea. Um, e- even to the point where maybe uh, Fire Danny... Uh, um, Kind of asks, you know, calmly asks the question, you know, like Lucas, do you have any ideas?
4: Yeah,
1: and <laughs>
0: smash it in the ceiling, dude!
1: Fire, Danny! Give me a sharp check with a negative one. That's six. Uh, you're like, I'm gonna, vo- I'm gonna volley, I'm gonna do it again. As you slam it, and uh, you slam it into the ceiling, it bursts. But it also, it doesn't move like water, so it doesn't kind of like sprinkle out. It moves a lot like mercury. So basically you bust it open, and this large glob of it, along with a few droplets smatter here and there and burn, with a major glob of it falls and hits this queen a second time. And you watch as the screeching stops, as basically this massive grub creature melts into a puddle of goo. And as this happens, the three lose it. You watch as their eyes literally change pigmentation from like this, like uncaring black to this bright crimson red.
2: Oh, damn. That didn't work out quite the way we expected, did it? Nope.
1: All right. Uh, next is going to be Lucas.
0: Um, how strong is this wax stuff? Can I just easily break out?
1: Uh, roll me a kick-some-ass check. Or do something beyond human limitations. Yeah. Boom! Just, you, Danny, you oh, just... Damn. Boosh! Like Hulk out of it. <laughs> exactly. Basically, you you close your eyes, and your scrawny um, body starts to just fill with muscles, as instead of you, like, actually bursting out of it, your biomass just shatters it outward. Because you're nice. standing now, probably about um, 12 feet tall... Yeah, um, I'll just go the, ahead
0: and have transformed into Titan... titan dan- or it's, it's a,
1: it looks a little bit different. It looks more like you, but you're now 12 feet tall, and the sword actually fits into your arm, but your legs are still transformed as these thoracic, um, thoracic cricket legs, and you have this strange uh, whip-rope-like muscular arm along with this sword arm as you're just standing there. What do you want to do? You see one of the... Now much smaller in comparison, insects standing in front of you.
0: So uh, the first thing I do is I, I was thinking when um Chad took all that damage and because he's bleeding out, I feel like the like Lucas particles <laughs> inside of him would like trigger Lucas and also Lucas's own, like, you know, instinct to protect his friends would trigger. And uh, I wanted to do, uh, the use infection move and then activate uh well hope depending on what i roll so i'm gonna go ahead and roll that if that's cool
1: sure roll use infection
0: okay i'm gonna use that infection okay a seven not too bad i get to pick one uh the one that i want to pick is he can use unquenchable vitality with a plus one so already uh, so chad go ahead and roll weird plus one okay okay so I'm like, oh, no, Chad, dude. I've got a uh, seven. Cool. So for a seven, you heal one harm, and you're stabilized. Well, oh, yeah.
1: Awesome. And so, Chad, you feel this weird kind of burning sensation uh, come from uh, your arm where um, Lucas first touched you and kind of inserted that infection, and you watch as, as your wounds, the flesh starts to knit back together. As most, as your wounds start to heal, kind of knitting back together, and as the bleeding stops.
3: God. I'm like, oh, Chad! Oh, damn! Oh, are you okay? As Chad starts to get the, uh, you know, the pain subsides, and you know he realizes that this is. Um, he's not even going to question it at this point. So, um, is there still a monster
1: left? Yeah, there's still there's still the three. Uh, the one Dotty. So the one Dottie has punched has uh, is not looking good. It is bleeding. It is struggling to move. Uh, the one that Danny slammed into the um, the liquid is actually dead. It's kind of slowly melting in that puddle. Uh-huh. Um, and then you have the one that was fighting Lucas that has the massive gash wound that is looking at you. And you've seen because of some of the spillage and, and it's uh, some of the spillage, some of the drops that has some of these holes holes in its chit and where its flesh is exposed along with where lucas stabbed it
0: um can i still attack because i was saying that that was like happened after he got hit that last time as a reaction
1: i would say i will say this you um because of your form you get a plus one for it now but you use the actual infection move as your kind of action on this turn um And so that'll that'll be it. But next turn, you'll be able to attack, and you will uh, take a plus one forward.
3: Okay, for sounds
1: good. Because of um, you are now no longer a scrawny 12-year-old kid.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I, I think what Chad would like to do is, uh, how, how big is the head, uh, the one that was attacking Lucas? I mean, is it, like, if it were standing still, would it be, like, big enough to stand on kind of thing?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Also, also, Lucas just turned into the Hulk next to you. I don't know how Chad might react to that, but. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Did Chad actually see it?
0: Yeah, I'm standing right next to you.
3: Yeah. Uh, okay. Um. Uh, I don't think Chad would deal well with that. Um. I'm like, Chad, out of the way. I think Chad's just gonna <laughs> sort of back up slowly and shock away from this whole thing.
1: <laughs> um. Alright, um, I need you to make me an Act Under Pressure check. Six!
3: That was real cool. I do not act very cool. I think I just
1: panicked. Uh, Chad, you, you do panic. You have a full-scale panic attack. It's you, you you drop your, you curl up around your gun and just like, nope, (laughs) too much, too much weird. Do I open fire on Lucas? No, 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 no! You're not, you're not as much like. Oh no, it's the enemy! You're like, okay, too many monsters. I'm just a dude with a gun (laughs) that can shadow travel.
2: Um, Can I? Can I help out with that?
0: Sure, go for it.
2: Okay, try to like mentally soothe him. Yep, or or just uh, uh, maybe use telepathy and say, "It's not as bad as it looks." Widmore. Roll me a weird
1: check at what's Danny's what's Danny's
2: cool? So I actually have the power of heart when fighting a monster. If you help someone don't roll plus cool, you automatically help as though you'd rolled a ten. Nine.
4: Oh damn, the all right, yes. Yeah. Heart? Yeah. Are you kidding me?
1: Um I love <laughs> the it. Power of heart, I love it. Um and Danny kind of like looks at you and all of a sudden you feel this kind of Chad, You feel this kind of strength fill your limbs as you feel like you feel hot and angry and you just all of a sudden you feel this battle rage come over you as you shake off this fear and everything in your mind screams, I'm gonna kill these goddamn bugs. Uh, Roll to attack and take a plus one forward. Everyone
0: keeps influencing Chad with their powers. (laughs) 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 He's gonna turn into absorption man. With, like, all of our power somehow?
3: Can I do... Yeah, uh, okay, here's how Chad would attack. If Chad is, um, you know, in sort of a battle rage, Mm -hmm. he's going to use his new ability and pop over to the barrel of this stuff, grab it, and then pop up on top of the head of this creature and swing this thing down
1: full force as a leaky, chemically club. All right. You pop over and you pop over and boom, you grab in your hand one of the one of the cases of this club which is filled with the next of the chemical, the queen goo, all of it. And you bamf on top of this one that Lucas has been fighting. And you take this canister and slam it into the sword wound and then take your foot and curb stomp it even farther in as this blood and hissing and smoke of the creature melting Fills the air around you. His blood just streams onto the floor. Oh, dude! Kill steel, man. Um, it's still up, but it's not. It's not happy. So next is gonna be Dotty.
4: Take some damage for this one, but I'm still getting my kicks in. And as I slam into it one more time, I say,
1: "Don't mess with nature." uh you you finally kill it uh you punch it you feel something throbbing in it and you go i know what throbbing means as your hand wraps around it and rips out um what some sort of some sort of organ and you're just holding it as this thing just shudders as you not even you don't even care your hand is burning you take one damage ignore armor you don't care as you rip this this things what you don't know if it's a heart it's something vital, as it just shudders and collapses on the ground next to you. Just and leaking I kind blood. of
4: teeter away and, you know, and I say in this kind of dreamy state, I'm finished.
1: Good job, Dottie. F- so, there is one, la- one last creature. Fire Danny up. And it is Danny. One last creature. What are you doing? Oh, wait, yo, so Danny... You are in the aspen grove. You're reaching out towards the fire, and as your hand touches it, suddenly, like the middle of the chest, where this, um, where you see this this on this fiery reflection of yourself, you see this beautiful red uh, stone glow, and it the glow fills everything, and you flash. And you flash outward, and suddenly your eyes open and you are in the cave. Um, It is a lot quieter, the brightness. You've now adjusted to the brightness as um, you all watch Danny kind of like lower onto the ground as the cracks kind of close on his body. And, um, And the only thing left is this kind of residual red fiery glow in his eyes which is kind of around his irises. As Danny, you're kind of standing there. As Danny. Are we almost
2: done here? Danny, you're back. Where did I go?
0: Uh, I don't know. You were fired, Danny for a few minutes. It was pretty dope, bro.
2: Lucas, you look strange. There's- there's a creature there. Let's- let's get rid of it. I agree. And I'll- I'll, uh, I'll jinx. Uh, so I got hold, uh, two, uh, which means that I will help a hunter giving them plus one forward, um, for, for Lucas to do a killing blow, but then I'll also do one harm on the creature just because it's what Danny wants. He just wants to get it over with and, and done with. Okay. So here's what Lucas giant, crazy Hulk Arnold
0: Lucas does is he takes his uh, bone blade hand and he dips it through that substance so mm-hmm. that the whole blade is like coated in it and i just All try right. to chop this thing's head off
1: go for it roll kicks the ass oh yes a
0: 12 yes you uh, i will take one less harm huh? now well now i'll take harm i'll do plus one harm
1: extra harm for them uh you you basically dip this blade in it, and you got to cut his head off, and you just, you miss just ever so slightly, so instead you basically cut this bug in two. <laughs> um, Chad, you manage to hop off and land on the floor, kind of like in the blood, as everything is dead in this chamber. Um, and as you guys are standing there, kind of in the wreckage of this chamber, the glow starts to get even brighter, filling, filling it with just this massive magnitude of light as everyone starts to squint and then all of a sudden you see all the creatures start to, sh- to vibrate very quickly and then um, in this instant you see three orbs of light float down from the ceiling just for a second as uh, then all of a sudden all the corpses of all the bugs have disappeared and all the runes are gone as you see these three creatures just They go from glowing this silver to this red as they all collect and fly out the top of this this cavern that you're now in. All the silver's gone, the creatures are gone. All that's left are these kind of black obsidian runes where they were. The last thing that any of you think is Chad as he looks at these glowing orbs of light and he remembers, I know these. Hey there, dear listeners, this is your DM Isaac. If you've enjoyed the show, you should check out the others on the RPG Empire family. Whether you crave the high-stakes adventures of the Wild West, tales of intrigue or magic, or the rough and gritty terrain of a post-apocalyptic world. RPG Empire has it all, with podcasts, playbooks, moves, and all things, Monster of the Week and related system. It's the perfect place to find everything you need to enjoy your own mystery, adventure, or tale. So, come join us. Be part of the